You're listening to The Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 33. This is The Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At The Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing. You should too. Hey, what's going on, everybody? How are you doing this fine day? My name is Scott Wellens, and I am your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people. That is you, my friend. Build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor. And thank you so much for tuning in to this show this day. I appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. And today's episode is titled, The Eighth Largest Mutual Fund Company You Never Heard Of But Should. And before we get to the topic of the day, I just want to let you know what smart people do when it comes to doing a podcast. I've never claimed to be the smartest person, that's for sure. Well, smart people, when they start a podcast, they end up batching some episodes. They'll spend an entire day doing four or five episodes and then always having three or four of them in the bank so that when they come to release day, they always have a show even if they weren't able to do one that day because the day got out of hand. That was my day yesterday. I got so crazy busy. I moved offices. I had three awesome meetings. I had a bunch of follow-up I needed to do, and I never got around to doing the podcast. And unlike the smart people out there, I don't have any episodes in the bank for days like this. I should, but I don't. Because of this, I wasn't able to release an episode yesterday. I normally release on Friday, and I apologize about that. So fast forward, I woke up at 2.30 in the morning thinking about you guys, knowing I needed to get a show done as quickly as possible today. So I laid in bed for 30 or 45 minutes and I said, I'm going to go do this right now. So I'm in the studio. It's 3.30 in the morning and I'm here with you guys because I'm dedicated to educating any listener in family stewardship and building wealth the real way. The other reason I'm telling you this is because I'm hoping you'll feel sorry for me just a little bit because I'm pretty tired. I'm actually awake at the moment, but what's going to happen is I'm going to finish the show and be all wired for the next two, three hours, and eight in the morning is going to come around, and I'm just going to be dogging it just when my kids are waking up and my wife, and they're going to be looking to do some hiking today, and I'm going to be like, oh man, I am so tired, but hey, I don't have anybody to blame but myself. All right, today's topic of the day, the eighth largest mutual fund company you've never heard of, but should. You know, there's a 
fine line between what I can say and what I can't say on a podcast or in the press. I always need to be careful because I shouldn't give specific financial advice because everybody's different. Everybody has a different situation, different risk tolerance, different goals, different risk capacity, all of it. So I'm always careful about walking that thin line on what might be a recommendation and what might be just information. But I'm taking the gloves off today. But I want to be specific to you guys that what I'm about to say is not specific financial advice. It's just educating you about a mutual fund company I'm fairly certain you've never heard of. So don't go buying mutual funds within this mutual fund company after this episode because this is not specific advice for you. And honestly, this company may not be in your best interest. This is just an educational lesson about the company. And the company I'm referring to, the eighth largest mutual fund company you've never heard of, is Dimensional Fund Advisors. Sometimes the company is shortened just DFA or sometimes just Dimensional. Why haven't you heard of them? Because most likely because they don't advertise and they aren't available to mutual fund investors or investors who go to discount brokerage houses to buy stocks or mutual funds. They're not available. They're only available within some 401k plans and pension plans and through approved advisors. And I am one of thousands of approved advisors. I mean, we've all heard of companies, or at least most of us, mutual fund companies like Vanguard and Fidelity and T. Rowe Price. Well, Dimensional Fund Advisors is actually the eighth largest mutual fund company, sandwiched right in between J.P. Morgan and Oppenheimer. And their assets in this mutual fund company have grown about six times in the last 10 years. It has this mutual fund company has an arrow pointing straight up. Years ago, though, I had no idea who this company was when I was trying to figure out how investing works and just taking you back through my story I started out as an active investor I started out buying individual stocks and companies that I thought were going to outpace the overall market and those who know me know that I have spent hundreds and hundreds of hours trying to figure out how the stock market actually worked. And I eventually realized that markets are efficient in my method of trying to buy mispriced stocks and trying to time the market was futile because it's really, really hard for an individual to do. It's really, really hard for anyone, I repeat, anyone to find mispriced stocks. Some people are smart enough, but to do it all while overcoming all of the expenses involved in trading, that's where it becomes extremely difficult. That's what I call the old way of investing. And for those of you who want to learn more about the efficient market, go back and listen to episode number 31. Go to bestandwealth.com. And right there on the front page, you'll find episode number 31. Click and give that a listen. 
So after many, many, many hours of research, I realized the old way, the active investing, was not in my best interest as a family steward. So I started looking at the passive approach, index funds. And quite honestly, I thought that all index funds were created equal besides the expenses. So I went and looked for the expense ratio that might have been the least, and those were the funds that I thought I should be investing in. Then one day, I don't know if it was 2007 or 2008, I was reading an article in Kiplinger's magazine, and it was talking about a mutual fund company that was unlike any other index fund company. In fact, the one quote that sticks in my mind and led me on a trail was when the author of the article described dimensional fund advisors like index funds on steroids. I thought to myself, what the heck is this? All index funds are basically created equal. How can this fund be on steroids? So I started my research, which led me down a trail of hundreds of more hours of research on this company, Dimensional Fund Advisors. It turns out this company has been around for almost 40 years. This company is based off of the science of how the stock market actually works. That this company that was started in the early 80s was built on the fact that markets are efficient. So let's turn our head to the other ways that we can take advantage of the market when we believe in the efficient market theory. And if you're an index fund investor, you do believe in market efficiency. So how is Dimensional different? Well, the investment philosophy of Dimensional is shaped by decades of research. They believe that security prices reflect all publicly available information and market participants drive prices towards fair value. They seek to add value to portfolios by building portfolios that target higher expected returns in very cost-efficient ways. What are higher expected returns? Things that we've talked about in past episodes on these shows. By tilting portfolios towards higher expected returns. And those higher expected returns come in the form of value or relative price, company size, and company profitability. And when you use these tilts all while keeping the measure of your risk intact, of where you need to be, adding these diversification benefits as well can add value to your portfolio. That's one of the big reasons. Another big reason is simply how these investments are traded and how their framework is made up compared to a regular index fund. So in a normal index fund, there is no manager. That's why the price should be very, very low, the expense ratio. But all an index fund is doing is trying to replicate the commercial benchmark. So if you're investing in, let's just say, for example, a small cap value index fund. Well, the small cap value index fund is doing its best to replicate a small cap value index determined by Russell or S&P or some other commercial index. So let's just say, for example, at the beginning of the year, 
There were 1,000 companies that fit a U.S. small cap value index fund. So the index bought the 1,000 funds that fit the size of the company. It should be maybe something between 1 and 2 billion market cap and the relative price, maybe a price to book the company needed to fall within X ratio to be considered a value company. Well, then what happens during the year? During the year, some of those 1,000 companies that fit into that index box drift away. They become smaller than the small cap, or they become larger, or they go bankrupt, or they don't have these value characteristics anymore, so they turn into a growth stock. So when you look at that index fund a year later, its framework is not where it started. There might be, and I'm just using this as an example, a hundred of the companies or 10% may have fallen out of the box that it fit in. So generally, index funds will do what's called reconstitution once a year, twice if you're lucky, and they'll buy all the funds that now should fit in the box, and they'll sell all of the companies. I shouldn't say funds. I should say companies. They'll sell all the companies that have fallen outside of the box without even really thinking or caring about the specific companies. It's just a mechanical process. Think of it this way. If you got a haircut today, that's like the index fund reconstituting, making all the companies fit inside of the style box. Well, you got a haircut today. Most index funds are made as such that you only get a haircut once a year because only once a year is that index fund reconstituting. Well, here's where DFA is a little bit different. At DFA, there are people looking at the portfolio every single day. Now, they aren't people that are making tens of millions of dollars as some mutual fund managers are doing in the active world. Rather, they come from, they're more like engineers that are watching over the portfolios every day. See, DFA aims to give a haircut to the index fund every single day. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to buy a company that ends up in the box each and every day. It means that they may. So let's say, for example, I was watching over one of the DFA funds and I woke up the next day and five companies fell out of the small cap value box that my fund was built around. A couple of them became smaller than they should have. A couple of them became larger. So now I want to sell the companies that fall outside the box now. And maybe five companies now fit inside of the box. But I'm not going to automatically buy and sell companies. I'm going to look at them and I'm going to buy and sell only if it adds value to the portfolio. When wouldn't it add value? It wouldn't add value if there was a large bid-ask spread meaning it was very expensive to buy a certain company. Well, I'm not going to buy it today, but I'm going to look at it every single day. And when that bid-ask spread squeezes and lowers, now it's more economical to make the trade. Now I'm going to do it. Regular index funds reconstitute once a year. DFA funds aim to reconstitute every single day, only if it adds value to the shareholder. Let me give you another example. So there's a lot of research out there that says there is value 
in momentum investing. And what is momentum investing? Well, this strategy, it looks to capture gains by riding hot stocks and selling cold ones. Because stocks that tend to have momentum going upward tend to stay that way for a period of time. And vice versa, stocks that have negative momentum that are going down at a quick rate, a quick price drop, tend to keep that negative momentum running. Well, the problem with using this as an investment strategy is it's expensive to do. There's a lot of trading involved, so the cost of trading doesn't outweigh the benefit of using momentum as an investing strategy. Well, let me tell you what DFA does. Imagine again, every day, the fund is looking to reconstitute, looking to get a haircut, reconstitution. Well, one of the reasons why a particular company may not be bought, even though now it's fitting inside the box, could be because it has negative momentum. If it has negative momentum, why do we really want to buy it for the portfolio? In a traditional index fund, it doesn't matter. It's mechanics. It's not looking at momentum. If the day of constitution comes and there's negative momentum stocks, they're going to be bought for the portfolio, period. The same is true for positive momentum. If I already own the company and it's inside the box that it needs to be and it's heading upward and now the company has grown where it doesn't fit inside of my small cap value fund anymore, do I really want to just sell it today when it has positive momentum? You see, now this company was already bought a while ago. So the trading cost isn't there. I'm using momentum as a strategy for companies I already own. Since I own most companies inside of this small cap value fund because it seeks to replicate the total benchmark. A traditional index fund does not participate in positive momentum. It's just another way to add value to a passive approach. You see, DFA, or Dimensional Fund Advisors, falls in the passive camp. You know, we have the arguments of active investing and passive investing. And one of the big things that active investors say is, I don't want to invest in an index fund. It's like you're sitting on your hands, not doing anything. Well, with Dimensional Fund Advisors, that is not not the case. In some ways, Dimensional is putting the active in passive. So they're actively passive or they're passively active. Any which way you want to look at it, they're different. They're different than any other mutual fund company that I've ever seen before. Now, there's so many other strategies that DFA uses that I don't want to get into right now. I wanted to just give you a couple of examples. But real quick, without diving deep, structurally, they are very different than index funds. They're very event-driven, like I talked about with Momentum. Other event-driven, recent IPOs are not a good buy on average. Companies that are the target of acquisition or mergers or upcoming announcements or bankruptcy. There's a lot of things that drive, that are event-driven when it comes to the funds where this shopping list is looked at every day and only bought or sold when it makes the most sense for the fund investor. I have barely scratched the surface, but I urge you not to go run out 
and find an advisor that can get you into dimensional fund advisors. But just spend some time researching the company and see how it might fit within your portfolio potentially. Because really, it's my job to educate folks on all the different ranges and possibilities of investments within portfolios. And if you've never heard of Dimensional Fund Advisors, well, now you have. So let me ask you a question. Before this episode, have you ever heard of Dimensional Fund Advisors? DFA, Dimensional. Was it ever on your radar screen? Well, guess what? Now it is. Spend time researching the mutual fund companies that you decide to invest in. Look at the history of the company. Look at the investment philosophy. Does it align with your philosophy? Does it align with your investment approach? Because here's the deal. Education is key. Because what does education lead to? Confidence. And let me tell you, confident people in their investment portfolios and their wealth building strategies. Well, confident people become disciplined people when it comes to investing. And discipline what is, is what it's all about. And guess what? When you're a disciplined investor, well, now you have the greatest chance for success when it comes to everything you want to achieve in life, everything you want your investments to achieve, your goals, your dreams, your legacy, all of it. Do not take your investments lightly. Guys, I hope I added value to today's show. I hope you guys have a great week. Cause I'm going back to bed. See you on the flip side. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance with compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment tax through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.